Hello, and welcome to Signature Witch, the podcast where we explore captivating stories of passionate individuals using their unique talents and gifts to make an impact in the world. I'm your host, Melissa Dudek. What's your signature? On this episode of Signature Witch, I got to sit down with my dear friend, Julie Hershkowitz, a self-proclaimed power connector, and rightfully so. Julie works full-time in human performance optimization, part-time as a player ambassador at Fenway Park, and she also spends a large portion of her time supporting philanthropic causes in the greater Boston area. We talk about making promises to yourself and not breaking them, the importance of the people that you surround yourself with, and how Regina George would have absolutely not survived getting hit by that bus. Julie has actually lost sleep over it. (laughs) I'm so pumped for you to hear from her and to get her perspective on things like Whole30 and 75 Hard and what it really means to commit to yourself above all else. I hope you giggle as much as we did. With that, this is Signature Witch. Introducing Julie Hershkowitz. What is up? Hi, friend. Hi. I like your walkout song. Thanks. I, I think, think it's it fits. I, think I was just really gonna say, fits. I think it says a lot about you. <laughs> it really does. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Thanks for coming on my pod. Oh my gosh, of course. This is so fun. It's like oh, we're in my living room, mm-hmm. which I haven't recorded an episode in my living room yet, so I'm feeling very Dax Shepard armchair expert today. <laughs> we're just comfy, comfy yes. friends talking about stuff. You know, we got Sashi on the couch. It's Sasha's birthday. Oh. My little girl. She's four years old. My little runty Roddy. You can literally follow her on Instagram at MyRuntyRoddy. Oh, I didn't know she had an Instagram. Yeah. I was, I don't know. I go through phases with it where I'm posting. I forget that I have it sometimes too, but sometimes I post to it. Sometimes I don't, but. Oh, I would have tagged her. Now I got to tag her. Oh, you can still do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, Julie here, Julie and I met through Revved originally. And if you listened to episode two with Meg St. Mark, we gave some shout outs to Julie. Oh, thanks. Because you've known Megan for a very long time. Yeah, like 2008 or nine. Wow. We used to have um, RA union meetings at the bar. You guys were both RAs. We were. I was. Um, <laughs> does that, that doesn't track. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like got to be in control. So I think it tracks. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was a graduate student and she was an RA because I had graduated a couple years earlier. Mm. Um, and we used to really have like union meetings at Punter's Pub. I love that. All the time. Shout out to Northeastern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Punter's Pub. It's not there anymore. Where was that? On Huntington. Oh. Um, right across from the MFA. Okay. It's like it's center st- of Northeastern land. Yeah. It's literally still there, but it's not open anymore. Mm-hmm. They're closing all the good I know. bars. All They're... of my college bars are gone. BU closed T's Pub, which that was... They did? Yeah. Actually, and we, from my uncle's retiring, and he went to BU, and my dad got him a Tees Pub t-shirt. <laughs> he, like, got all sentimental about it yesterday. I didn't know they closed Tees Pub. Yeah, I think within the last, like, year or two. What didn't the... survive the pandemic. Oh. I know. We used to go there before hockey games, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not fun. Know. Pour one out for all the old college players. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay, so going back to, you knew Meg through Northeastern. Mm-hmm. What did you go to Northeastern for? Originally, physical therapy. Okay. And then um, I hated it, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to work with people and I still liked activity and fitness and mm. stuff like that. So I became an exercise science major Okay. and I wound up doubling in philosophy because I really like to talk and argue with people. Okay. And I thought maybe I would be a lawyer, <laughs> um, but yeah, 
<laughs> See, I hated philosophy. Just uh, now I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think Megan and I talked a little bit about this too, where like I took philosophy and, and literally I think that's all I, the only mindset I was in was just my professor's just trying to argue with me. Mm-hmm. And it, he would ask us like, if you went to a river and you put your feet in a stream and then you left and you came back an hour later, like what's the difference? Right. And I'm like, it's an hour later. <laughs> and he's like, no, the air is different and the sunlight is different and the shadows are different and the water is different. And I was like, fucking, Did it's like 9.30 on a Friday. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, basically. And he's asking us, we talked about like animal ethics yeah. and like, uh, yeah. it was too much for a Friday 9.30. That's true. I really liked it because you could talk about anything mm. and as long as you could write a paper, you were basically guaranteed an A. So. That's nice. Yeah, it was great. And the Northeastern um, philosophy department is amazing. Hmm. They have some really, really accomplished philosophers, and it was just really fun to learn from them. So Socrates, Aristotle, yeah, all of them. They're all there <laughs> currently. They're still there. Actually, <laughs> I had to take a science, and I hated science. I took astronomy, thinking it was astrology. No, that's like the hardest class. I was in the like world. drunk when I signed up for it. I showed up, and we're doing fucking physics. And the man was like seventy something years yep. old, and he had a skullet. A skullet? It is a mullet. <laughs> but the top of his head was bald. <laughs> so literal. I didn't know there was a name for that. I didn't either until I saw this man. <laughs> I literally was like, who are you and why are you yelling at me about how fast stars are going? And like, Yeah. No, astronomy, astronomy is like the hardest science. <laughs> it's like basically physics on crack. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't good at physics either, so. And it's like physics of things that you don't even see in the world. Correct. Yep. It was bad. I was thinking that it was just, you know, astro- astrology. Yeah, that, like, that makes more sense for you. Zodiacs, I know. Right. <laughs> That's like the original, let me get your birth chart to see if we're compatible. 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we're going fucking yeah, yeah. in. I what's show what's up, your like, time of birth? I'm like, I think I made a mistake here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's too late to drop. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like I said, I hated science. So, but you, so you and Meg both started in physical therapy, and you both opted out. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But now you're at least ex ex phys. You're yeah. doing. That. And we both did personal training for a little while. We were like gym rats. We lived in the Marino Center, and mm. um, we just had a lot of mutual friends, and we just stayed in touch. And then when she opened up Revd, I, I did like a drive by with this guy I was dating <laughs> at the time because he actually lived in Dedham. Yeah. And Meg will remember this. She was like sitting at the front desk and I walk in and she was like, oh my God, she got so excited. And I like bought merch and I was like, yes. I'll come back and ride. And then like 2017, I came back. <laughs> it was like three years later. Really? Yeah. Cause I didn't have a car. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was like really hard to get to Dedham. Yeah. Where were you living at the time? Uh, in the South End. Okay. In Boston. Yeah. That's tough. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was great though. And then ever since it's just been, it's my happy place. I know. Same. Yeah. I've done everything there. Front desk, everything but teach, but I have ridden yep. the podium a few times. There you go. Which has been really fun. Yeah. I have so much respect for them as teachers, especially now I inst- do, I instruct bar and Legree. Well, I don't do bar anymore, but I do Legree and like spin instructors are a fitness instructors, mm-hmm. B DJs, C lighting technicians, and all the while, like speaking and every, I was like, yeah, and they're doing it, it opposite. I know. Opposite foot. They're saying right, left, right, left, and they're doing left, right, left, right. Mm-hmm. Like, I have so much respect for spin instructors. Yes. Same. Same. I tried to do, <laughs> I did the rev development program for oh, like you did? four seconds. Oh, I didn't know that. It was at the, I, could, I couldn't have done it at a worse time in my life. I was working full time, also in grad school. I was myself maybe riding once a week. Right. Clyde was like, 
you got to be riding more. I was like, I know. I was like, but I'm just so tired all the time. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it was probably just meant to be because you talk about how Rev is like your happy place too. And you need to be there and not be teaching there. No, right. It's where I I tell everybody, it's where I go to be an athlete. Yeah. Which I love. I love that And like I said to Meg, like, I know everybody gets so like half chub over their class counts, <laughs> but like <laughs> I like I almost look at my class count and it's like I know that every session that I went into there is like I actually carved out the time for, for sure. myself and it's not just like like at Legree if I it's teach one take one like right. I'm here anyway whatever right. so I, not that there's anything wrong with that I do think teachers should take more but yeah yeah so the way i mean we knew each other before that but i think in the last like six months <laughs> we've been really yeah. brought together by scandal yeah vanderpump rules has brought us together it's brought the whole world together i feel like it's brought a lot of really cool kick-ass women together yep to be besties it really has yeah shout out to maria shout out maria <laughs> miss you babe <laughs> i think she's like in dallas She's always traveling the world. Yeah. She's we only see around. her. We only, we talk to her every day, but we only see her at 6.45 a.m. on Saturday <laughs> We do our Saturday 60, and then we go get pancakes at Friendly Toast. Yeah, don't knock it. No. And actually, we shouldn't even say that because we are always, we get there at, what, 8 a.m., and within a half an hour, 45 minutes, we get there, and there's nobody there. Yeah. We're the only people there. Yeah. And before we can even pay our check, the place is swamped right yeah. out the door. And there's lines. Yeah. Crazy. It's like it's like every child in Denham has woken up by <laughs> at eight fifteen. Or, or well, especially I feel like because the last few Saturdays we've gone, it the weather hasn't been great, right? And so it's like kids' sports get canceled, and they're right, just like, "All right, well, let's go to breakfast because we're already up." Yeah, I guess that's true. Although I think kids wake up at like six a.m. I don't have any kids, but that's what I, I think that's that's what kids do. <laughs> that's what I heard the life is like. <laughs> uh, okay, so on a professional level, we don't necessarily have to talk about where you work, but what do you do for work? I'm a power connector. Love that. That's what I say to people. You are, though. Yeah. That's such a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I tell people that I... That's your life signature. You are a power connector. Yeah. Thanks. Unless Uh, you have one that's different. I think that that's... No, I think that's what it is. Cool. I love talking to people, meeting people, building relationships, and then connecting people to other people. Yep. And seeing how we can work together, have a good time, and make a difference. Love that. And I think that's really what my signature has been. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that's so important because it's like, it's just like the concept of like gatekeeping, kind Mm -hmm. of like the opposite of that, where I feel like everybody, there was something I saw on Instagram that was like, people at the bottom are focusing on competition. People at the top are focused on collaborating. Right. And that's like so true. For sure. If you feel like there's a sense of competition, like you need to find other people. Yeah, Because there are people that, and I have, I've said it before, there's a concept of, it's called leave the ladder down, mm. where when you level up, leave the ladder down and help people pull up, yeah, pull people sure. up with you. Sure. And I feel like making those connections and helping other people to connect dots in their life, whether it's like, I don't even know, it's like, oh, my friend Melissa wants to start a podcast. You'd be like, oh, you could talk to my friend so-and-so. They have right. a podcast. See what they've done. Absolutely. And just helping people just like, there's almost nothing in this world that's never been done before. What Absolutely. So like, why not help people figure out how right. to do it faster? And, and why not use like your platform? or your network to elevate other people yeah Uh, and I think like that's been really important to me especially in the last few years when we've been really focusing on like what is important to you Mm. I think the pandemic was a year of like or I guess it's been I mean it's still is it (laughs) is is it it over over? I don't know (laughs) Um, but it's been like years of reckoning right? right so 
people are really deciding what's important to them, what they want to spend their time doing. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's like what I want to spend my time doing is filling my cup and filling my cup is making sure that people, people's voices are heard, Mm. especially women, Mm -hmm. women of color, Mm -hmm. people of color, people who are marginalized. And and so that's where I've used whatever platform that I've had to do events and, and really showcase the people in our community that that do really good, really cool shit. Mm. And it's been mostly in the, fitness and health health and wellness space because that's where I've landed over the, the years right. but I've you know I work in sports and sports marketing and professional sports and however I can use my voice in that way too has been really important to me love that yeah and I think you do great doing that thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> you're doing great sweetie thank you <laughs> <laughs> no but I was and you also do a ton of work like with like Project Polly mm-hmm. and then the yeah. um what was the one you were talking about at the Jelanoo event the Rev Jelanoo event the women's Oh, Women's Foundation of Boston. Yes. Yeah, Women's Foundation of Boston is this group of kick-ass women who can, they've raised over $6 million in the past five years to give away as grants to nonprofits that focus on women and girls. Amazing. And really elevating them in the city of Boston and the feeder cities. So Mm. the surrounding cities like Worcester, Mm. Framingham, um, Bridgewater, lots of other cities like that. Mm -hmm. And just to to see these women who are they're probably like 10 15 years older than me mm. have had amazing careers and then have just decided okay we need to fundraise and give back to all of these other organizations mm-hmm. it it's just incredible talk about leave the ladder down oh my gosh they're building freaking forts for these I people mean, i love this it's it's insane yeah and i just felt when i first met this organization it was during the pandemic mm. and i was a temporary woman of leisure I had gotten laid off from a job that I actually hated. Wait, I love that. And my boss, who I loved at that job, but it was just not a good fit. Mm. And she she was so kind, and she's like, I'm going to lay you off because I know, like, you're really stressed about, you know, mm. making sales calls from home. Mm. And I was like, yeah, don't love, don't love this. Yeah. And she's so kind. And so <laughs> while I was this temporary lady of leisure... <laughs> I found um, the Women's Foundation of Austin, and they were doing a lot of remote fundraising. And I was mm. like, I want to get involved with this. Yeah. And I want to use my event background and my network to raise money for all of these nonprofits serving women and girls mm-hmm. in greater Boston. And it's just been like a match made in heaven ever since. I love that. Yeah. And mm. and you see all these women around Boston, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that you were here. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so they filled a hole i think in the in the fundraising world and in the nonprofit world that was much needed mm. and so i'm really proud of that work i'm proud of you Thank for doing you. that thanks so much you're welcome yeah no you said that in the when we went to that revved and jelanoo event and uh, <laughs> you were in the like back row cat and i for whatever reason got pulled up to the front row and i heard you ask that question i was like damn julie look at you philanthropist <laughs> philanthropist philanthropist whatever yeah. word yeah, I wanted to sit in the front row, but I also was like, if I sit that close to Lisa Leslie, I'm going to want to hold her hand. <laughs> and so I had to, I I had like, to sit in the back. They were borderline on her lap. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a tight, yeah. intimate thing. It was great. But yeah, no, the, that whole panel was incredible, and I'll talk about it forever, because the work that all of them do is amazing. For sure. Um, and what else? Tell us about a little bit about Project Polly. Project Polly is great. It's my friend Nikki. Um, Shout out to Nikki. Nikki Bandera. She's amazing. And she, during the pandemic, she had always worked in the hospitality and the restaurant business. And she's a longtime Bostonian, lived in the North End. She was feeding families mm. her 
family's lasagna. Mm-hmm. And she was making, you know, hundreds and hundreds of these lasagnas and dropping them off to people who had lost their jobs, who were down on their luck in the hospitality industry. Mm. And it just became this thing. And she was drawing, she drew tomatoes on the bag. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, how can I make this more impactful even after I'm like not actually feeding people food? Mm. And so she started to put, to like embroider and hand stitch um, tomatoes on <laughs> on hats, yeah. like on beanies, mm-hmm. and started selling them to raise money for different nonprofits in Boston and beyond. Love that. And it's just exploded. And now she has um, a seaport location. She has a brick-and-mortar location in the North End. Mm. It was mostly e-commerce for a very long time and pop-up shops. And she was only really selling beanies. And now she sells dad hats, which are, you know, baseball caps. Yeah. And she has a kid's line, which is called Cherry Tomatoes. Cute. (laughs) And so each one of the hats is a different color. And it represents a different charitable organization um, in Boston and beyond. So So cool. Organizations like Bagley. Mm-hmm. In, in different um, different organizations, the Croft School, different things like that. So you can find them at Project Polly with an IE dot com. And the Polly actually comes from, <laughs> I always, I'm like, I joke with her. I'm like, do you have like an Uncle Polly? Is that like, yeah. but it's the Polly, it's like Polly Walnuts from the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> so, no way. Yeah. So he. My husband, Paul, will love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so shout out to Nikki and shout out to Project Polly and yeah. um, visit her in the seaport and online project poly with an ie.com love it absolutely it's, it's so fun and people are always i my the tomato is like my signature i wear it yeah, all the you time do. and everyone's like what is with the tomato and that it was it's it sparks a talk- conversation for sure mm-hmm. and that it's a talking point point. and so it's been great and nikki is she's a, such a good friend of mine and she's really a mentor to me and somebody that i look up to because she has she like takes life by the balls yeah. And she doesn't, if someone says no, she's like, okay, well, I'll do it anyway. Fuck yeah. Um, and just to know that there's women out there in Boston that are, that just love each other like that, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this, she actually, which we have to go to and bring Polly Pancakes with us. <laughs> she's doing a bocce club down at the seaport where you can rent bocce lanes and it goes to charity. I love bocce. Yeah, me too. My aunt and uncle, when they lived out in California, they lived near a bocce club, and every time I'd go out there, we'd go. I love My bocce. grandmother, my Italian grandmother taught uh-huh. me how, so you can be on my team because I will be the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not really that great at bocce, but I do love it. It's really Beach fun. Beach bocce. Like, yeah, mm. exactly. We used to play bocce in her yard. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. So is it in like the... It's right... You know where all of the, the current is in the seaport, where all of those little... Yeah. The pods, um, the pods are, yeah, yeah. It's right on the corner there where um, Cisco used to be, but now Cisco's a little bit further down. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's definitely do that. That's so fun. Anyone who wants to challenge me in bocce, I will take you on. <laughs> take it on. <laughs> uh, so what else? We got, um, you just finished 75 Hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We got to go there. I was just telling Melissa that I, yesterday was Sunday, it was the first Sunday that I hadn't done two workouts or any workout in since in two April. And a half months, yeah. 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 How did it feel? Oh, it felt great. Isn't it, it so great. nice? Yeah. I slept until like noon. Yeah. And I woke up and I didn't feel like stressed to go for a walk or, mm. you know, get a yoga session in or mm-hmm. get on the bike or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I just have been really letting my body kind of come back to, mm-hmm. to earth. Homeostasis. Yeah. yeah. Um, come back to earth. But it was, when I commit to something like that, and I've done 
other things where you've had to commit, like Whole30 is one of my favorite things. Yeah. You you really look back and you're like, that shit changed my life. Mm-hmm. And it changes your life in a way where you're like, okay, I can do hard things. Yeah. Um, and we talk a lot about hard is a relative term, right? Mm-hmm. Hard is not my hard. Louder for the people yeah. in the back. Literally, hard yeah. is a relative term. Right. Like my hard is not your hard right. and, and other things like that. So it's it's really interesting. Mm. And I always credit you for inspiring me to do that. And I couldn't believe that you were doing that while you were marathon training. I like, didn't understand it. <laughs> but then going through it, I understood like why you were doing it because yeah. – I would not have, if I was marathon training, something like 75 hard would have really helped me get through it. A hundred percent. And I've had so many people say, that's great for you, but I could never. Mm-hmm. So now my friend Sherry, I'm going to send this pod to her because she's the one who's always being like, I could never do that. And she gives me all these excuses. And I'm like, yep. I push back on her so yep. much. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. You can't. Right. Like, don't limit yourself like that. No. You totally can. Mm-hmm. I, I went hard like the first week and when I say hard like my workouts were like double like they were dumb it was like I would would, like (laughs) they were dumb hard (laughs) like I would lift in the morning and then go to revved in the afternoon like four of those five first days and I was like like, we got a long way to go this is not sustainable yeah (laughs) like like I'm going to wind if I keep this up I'm going to wind up quitting yeah um so I focused on walking as a second workout yoga as a second workout really stretching Mm -hmm a lot of meditation Mm -hmm. and really just moving your body and in a way that you're going to wake up the next day and not hate yourself. Yeah. Because if you push way too hard, by the time you get to like day 12 or 14, you're dragging. Yeah. And you're like, how am I going to do this for another 60 days? Right. Right. Yeah. Tell me about before you actually did it though. Cause I remember us having a conversation where you were saying all this, not that you were like, I can't do it. You never said that, but you were like, I really want to do it. You're like, but I don't know. It's just such a commitment. And yeah. like, how would, how was that thought process of like you finally being like, yeah. all right, fuck it, we're doing it. I knew I had to do something. And I've, I've gone through these like ruts before where, you know, you go through life and it eb- your energy ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. So you can be on top of the world one minute and then the next six months you're like not right. getting out of bed. Yep. And I, I had gone through an end of a, uh, a romantic relationship in September um, with a man who I still love dearly. We were just not mm-hmm. meant to be together. Mm-hmm. And I was okay in the beginning. And I think it didn't hit me until like a month or two later that that relationship was really over with. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was in a cocoon for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the relationship was not good because I was starting to not recognize myself in the mirror. I was not prioritizing myself. Mm-hmm. I was not doing things that I liked to do mm-hmm. because I was kind of like going into protective mode mm-hmm. and I didn't know how else to, to cope with it. Do you think you were trying to adapt to what he liked and what he was doing or oh, like, fuck no. And okay, that's good. why we were not good. Good, good, good. <laughs> edible because he would always say, you know, you don't want to do things like he was really good at getting me out of my comfort zone. Okay. And I started to resent that, mm. to be honest, because... Because yeah. you were uncomfortable. Correct. And I don't mind being uncomfortable, but there has to be some give and take. Totally. And I just kind of felt like we were never going to like the same things. We were never going to be happy doing each other's things. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't working. 
And, you know, fitness was one of those things. Like, he was not very active. Mm. And the activities that he liked to do were things that I would try with him and really, like, hate them. Like, disc golf. No offense to anybody (laughs) who plays disc golf. But, like, that's not... No. Can you picture me out there throwing a fucking frisbee? (laughs) No. Jaunting through the woods. No, I hate the outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) No, but so... But I'm interested because... So, like... Like my husband and I, Paul, mm-hmm. you know Paul, and you called him yeah, Polly Pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say we didn't even give him that. The the context is that he came to breakfast and now he's Polly Pancakes. So, it's but the alliteration for I me, know. like no, I love alliteration yeah. too. But like he is an avid dirt bike racer, mm-hmm. and then like I do things like I do makeup. But I mean, right. he does come to spin classes here and there. But like, so I do think it is very important in a relationship to have your own shit. For sure. And it doesn't mean you have to to do their other things. Like you can respect them, but there is a fine line right. of like, okay, well, am I never going to see you now because you're right. going to do that and I don't do it and right. whatever. Right. Um. So how how was that kind of like line drawn of like, obviously you knew you weren't going to have to be like a disc golf pro, <laughs> but... He, but it was like he pushed it so hard that okay. he like really wanted it just me to feel. like it, and it didn't feel authentic and I think it was because he thought you know while we were independent and liked our own things he Mm -hmm. thought like we should be doing things together and I was like yeah well we should find our own things things." yeah 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 Yeah. um so so, yeah so that drove you to that you were coming out of that rut or you were kind of stuck in that rut in like like a cocoon yeah yeah and I I was like okay winter is over ish we're Mm -hmm. like in march Mm -hmm. what am i gonna do to kind of get myself out of this place that i i hate Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to like hate waking up in the morning Mm -hmm. um not because i was hating like my job or doing the things that i was doing daily but Mm -hmm. like i live to be active and Mm -hmm. i need to do things right and so i was following your journey when you were doing the marathon and i'm always like i'm never running a marathon because i just don't like running that much you watch your words yeah i know you watch your words <laughs> you can't i think you don't was, say I, can't you don't no, say no i don't say can't but i i don't enjoy running that's fine so if i start to ever enjoy running i will definitely run a marathon <laughs> because that is something i think that i will need to do in my life but i started following you and i was watching your journey and i'm like okay she's posting this like 75 horn thing every day i'm like what the hell is this thing right and then so i started looking at it and i was like oh my god 245 minute workouts like what does that even mean Mm -hmm. and so towards the end of it we were talking like right before the marathon Mm -hmm. and you had said yeah but you don't have to do you don't have to to do like 45 minutes of tabata and go for a seven mile run you literally were like you could do yin yoga literally and i was like oh i'm in yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally go for a walk and do yeah stretching out yeah and so a couple weeks before so like mid-march i started to go for walks every day either before or after work and my body was like oh hey yeah you're starting to dabble yeah and it felt really good and i was listening to books or podcasts while i was walking and walking is such an underrated like fitness 100 enabler i guess i'll call it that and it it's it's helped me with my anxiety so much and mm-hmm. every time I started to get into this headspace that was really anxious I'd just put on my sneakers and go for a walk and put my headphones in and I'd come back you know 45 minutes or an hour later and just feel a lot better mm-hmm. 
So I was like, okay, if Melissa says that I can do one of these a day, mm-hmm. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of times my second walkout, my second walkout, there you go. <laughs> yeah. My second workout was a really long walk around my neighborhood. Yeah. And I would either go in the morning if I had a nighttime workout planned or most of the time it was after 5 p.m. when I got home from work. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good way to unwind and just get ready for, you know, nighttime. And it just has become such a great part of of who I am right now Mm. and so when I started 75 hard I was like yeah let's do it yeah so it was it was awesome yeah thank you for the inspiration you're welcome and I I don't want people to think like I'm this crazy fucking hardo of doing 75 hard you're definitely not like yeah so I started 75 hard before I even like knew that I had my marathon bib because really because I was like if I'm going to be training for a marathon, I should be doing all these things anyway. I should be not at drinking right, alcohol. I right. should be drinking a gallon of water. I should be like, and not necessarily that I should be doing 45 minute, two 45 minute mm-hmm. workouts a day, but it helped me so much on my rest days where I wasn't supposed to be running to still go out and go for a walk was like, there were days absolutely that I was peeling my lifeless body off of oh, trust. the couch, yes. but like going out and still going for those walks, like active recovery mm-hmm. is a real thing and i was i i'm always the type that will put something off if i have a vacation planned mm-hmm. or you know it's a hot there's a holiday coming up mm-hmm. but with 75 hard i really wanted to push myself and i knew that i did i did have a vacation planned at like <laughs> from like day 63 to, oh yeah it was like right in the yeah, whole stretch right i was like and i was i by the that I was nervous at the beginning hmm. that by the time I got to day sixty I was gonna be like done and we've had we had conversations at like day fifty mm-hmm. where I was like Melissa I'm so over this yeah. like and you were like give it five more this days this is the lonely road right now and once I hit day fifty five fifty six I was like you yeah, start to see the yeah, light at the go. end of the tunnel yeah and I was on vacation and I was planning workouts and I was going to different classes and I was taking like walks around Charleston and mm-hmm. I was prioritizing movement. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing and it was so fun and it got me back to, I guess, me and to bring Meg up, which she and Alyssa really have noticed and probably 30 to 40 days in, they both like separately called me and were like, you're, you're back. Like you feel back. This feels great. Like how are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, thanks. Like I feel it. Like I can see it. And, um, being back at Revd has really helped and I work out at Jet Boston and mm-hmm. Roxbury and that community really, really helped push me like over the finish line and it. it's been amazing. Good. So yeah. I do remember you saying that too though before you started. You were like not that you felt like you lost yourself, mm-hmm. but you you were. You were like I don't even remember how you put it. I could look it up, but something along those lines where you're like, I'm just feeling really stuck and are like I just need to get out of this and, and I need to like get myself back and get my ass in gear and whatever. Right. And like 75, 75 hard will do that. Like, mm-hmm. especially, and the, the under the walks being so underrated, it's not even just like the moving your body, but like being outside, like don't not, not in a treadmill in your basement or right. at the gym, right. like literally walk around your neighborhood, right. take a look at the houses around you, your For neighbors, sure. the little animals, yeah. like, and it sounds so woo woo and ridiculous, but like, Obviously, you should know what you're getting into. This is called the Signature Witch Podcast. <laughs> like, There's lots of woo-woo. <laughs> but there is a lot of woo-woo. But, like, I started to have so much more of an appreciation of that, of, like, the truly the energy that I would get from outside. And, like, 
Do you know how many people are not able-bodied to the point where they can right. go for a walk? Right. Which is super fucking sad. So yeah. it's like, it it gave me a whole new kind of appreciation for my body of like, look at what we can do. Yeah. Like, my body's a machine. For sure. And so like, I hope you kind of felt that same 1, way too. One thousand percent. And. And your mind. My with mind, the reading. and For the, sure. Yeah. And the no alcohol. Mm. And that's something that I am definitely continuing. Mm. And I, my friends are all like super supportive of it, which is really fun. It's so nice. Um, and I was like, I have a really good friend who was like, yeah, day 75. Like we're, I'm going to like make you do a shot after. Like she was joking. Mm-hmm. And she brought me like out of like a shot of water. It was like oh. so fun. <laughs> well, it's ironic because I started 75 hard on January 2nd so that I would finish on St. Patty's Day. Oh, so that you could drink. So that I could drink. That's and then so at the funny. end, we went out on St. Patty's Day, and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, like, I'm good. Like, I've come this far. Right. And I'm still training for the marathon, and, like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I just didn't – I don't – it's very weird. It's because, like, I I literally drank so much through college. Yeah, same. Like, I don't know. Same. And I, I have never liked drunk people. Mm. Like, literally don't – I don't like people who – like messy oh god like <laughs> me- yeah like messy people that like don't have control yeah who just cause drama right and... there's a difference you know the people that can go and have a couple of drinks and they're fine but then they're right they're correct so i've just never liked that and mm. i feel like i've also never really liked drinking because of you like lose the, the control loss too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just have never really liked that mm. and so i've never i haven't been a big drinker probably I don't know, in 10, 15 years, like mm. I'll drink occasionally. Um, but now I'm really just like, no, thanks. I'll be California sober for the rest of my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love another drugs, baby. Love yeah. another drugs. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah, for sure. I just don't want to wake up feeling like absolute shit. Well, and it's like, and I really, really don't want this to come off as preachy or mm. soapboxy. Yeah. Like if you are someone who absolutely can handle their alcohol and like, that's part of you and you enjoy it and like, that's fine. Like, right absolutely still do that but if there's a part of you where like like you said if it, if you feel like you're losing control or for me I already have baseline anxiety mm-hmm, so waking up the next day there was like gasoline on the fire yep. and it was like why am I doing this to right. myself and right. like it, it's just like when you really and then especially like we both wear whoops and whatever mm-hmm. like I'd look at my whoop stats next if I drink alcohol even one drink I was guaranteed in the red the next Correct. day and I'm like what the fuck like it's... and I would get so frustrated but I'm like this is the toll it's taking on my body clearly right. like right. my qual- quantitative mm-hmm. vital signs for are sure. being affected yeah for so. sure and for me i i don't even like love the taste of alcohol i like tequila I, oh, okay well, i was gonna say wine and tequila oh right? yeah well i like wine but i <laughs> but they i have found so many non-alcoholic alternatives and have you found a good tequila non-tequila i like ritual okay um if you want to sponsor me, Ritual, that I have great. Ritual up there, but like oh, I tried one of them and it was like, uh. but this was a while ago. Oh, we'll like those to... are old bottles. I need to probably throw them away. I like Ritual. <laughs> Excuse me. I found there was one in Charleston that I found, but I think it was local. Mm. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, but... yeah, I think you sent me a picture of it. Yeah, but I literally I mocktailed my ass off yes. in Charleston and it was so fun. And, you know, it's so much cheaper mm-hmm. and you can still, you know drink with mm-hmm. your friends and if you need to but I was always that friend that would just be like no thank you yeah <laughs> like I I'm good it. yeah like I'll have my water or I'll get like a diet coke or whatever and still be okay so. I was laughing at myself yesterday we went to my aunt's house for father's day to go see my grandfather and my dad 
And so I'll now bring a 12 pack of like regular seltzers with me. And mm -hmm. Polar makes the ginger lime. Oh yeah, they're ones. so good. I drank nine out of the 12. Yeah, there's it, you. I so, Paul's like, I'm cutting you off. You need to stop. <laughs> You're on your ninth one. <laughs> I was like, shut up. I I've always dabbled in like being sober curious yeah. forever. And I think like the Whole30 really helped me with that. And yeah. I, I've done the Whole30 like five or six times. Yeah, and I, I just love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm blessed that Melissa Urban's actually a friend of mine. Mm through many many so years cool. of stalking her no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, we've just been connected and um she's a wonder wonderful human and yeah. her story is so incredible and so so motivating mm. and i literally during the whole 30 would take out like a rocks glass or a wine glass and pour myself a spin drift mm -hmm. and accessorize it with mm. mint or yeah. basil and be like this is fancy as fuck this is fine yeah. i love this yep and so i just it's it's just something that I'm just not, I wasn't sure. Right. And day like 72, I was like, this is, I'm not, I don't need to drink. You texted me from Charleston. <laughs> yeah. You go, Melissa, I'm done. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I'll it. tell that story. So we went to Charleston to celebrate birthdays mm -hmm. and my friends brought a couple that they're friends with. They live in DC and I've met them before. They're amazing. They're yeah. so fun and so down to earth and just really fun to be around. And they were like, we've decided that your nickname is Unicorn. And I was like, Whoa. I was like, thanks. Like, do I like, is it glitter? Like, what is yeah. it? And they were like, no, you are really fucking fun and you don't drink. Yeah. And I, Very was like, rare. I was like, sick. Yeah. I'll accept that title. Thank <laughs> I you. I was like, thanks. Yeah. Like, for sure. So that was super motivating. Because again, I didn't know, you know, like how it was going to be not drinking mm -hmm. on vacation. Mm -hmm. But I'm just really good at just like. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like they're planting a seed because I think you'll be a unicorn Boston Marathon. Oh, my someday. God. Please stop it. Someone's guide was selling you. No. <laughs> I live like on Heartbreak Hill, so I walk it a lot. And I'm mm. like, no, thank you. Well, I walked Heartbreak Hill when I did the marathon. Yeah, I guess that's true. I could just walk That's something. It. And I don't know if I've said this on here before because like my cousin said it to me. She's like, wait, did you run the whole marathon? I was like, fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. Like, people think that if you, I mean, there are absolutely people right. who will run an entire marathon, but, like, probably more than 50% don't. Yeah. Like, you absolutely don't need to be able to run a full marathon. Right. Like, I don't know. I just think, I need people to know that. I think I need to be able to, like, run around the block first without stopping. Yeah. Yeah. I started with literally doing, everybody starts baby steps. I started with, like, run for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds, right. run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for two minutes, walk for two minutes. Right. Like. You build up slowly. Yeah. So this actually circles back to what we were saying before of the I could never or I can't or I would never blah, 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 blah. Because the same people said the same shit to me after the marathon. They're like, I, again, good, so good for you. So good Amazing. For you. Can't believe you raised all that must money. Be but nice. like, I, yeah, it must be nice. But I could literally never. I'm like, how many other areas of your life do you say that about yourself? And, you know, when you said that, I said in my head, imagine if we told we told those people to bring out a notebook mm -hmm. and every time you say I could never you write it down in the notebook and you say what you said I could never about yeah look like, yourself in the mirror like what would all those things be right like I could never go for that job because I don't think I'm qualified I could never ride a spin bike for 60 minutes but like you literally could yeah you could apply for the job and say fuck it who knows they call me they don't whatever right. you exactly. put your application in exactly and you never know you clip into that bike you don't have to hit every beat you right. just sit there and pedal to your heart's that's desire for an hour you're not gonna die <laughs> exactly in the like, morning that's when my alarm goes off at 5 30 in the morning i'm like i'm just gonna pedal today yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> like that's literally all you have to do. You could just right. sit there and sing along and pedal to your heart's desire. Exactly. But you showed up and you did 60 minutes of movement versus sitting on your couch. Right. So like, I just, I really hope people think about that too. I would love people to do that. Like anytime you've catch your, even put a note in your phone, write down like, what, you, what did you just tell yourself you couldn't do? Right. And like, and I've had to do this in therapy too, having a picture of myself at six years old. Yeah. Tell that little girl she can't do that. Yeah, I know. Like, ooh, burst so, me right into tears. Like, Jesus that Christ. That is like so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. It's like, no, fuck yeah, you can. Right. You're going to do it. Right. And you did do it. And like, I still black out. Like, I, I, not to be a hardo, have this pic. My mother-in-law got the picture of me framed from when I was finishing the marathon. And I first had it out on this little entry table and then I took it and I like put it in my room. I was like, how many people like walk in my house and be like, right. what is this? Right. But honestly, it's like I wake up in the morning and I look at that. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I still can't believe that happened. Right. Like I blacked out probably right before heartbreak. Hell, like, <laughs> it's just like if you stop telling yourself you can't do shit. You will blow your fucking mind right. with the shit that you can do. Yeah, for sure. I listened to Eve, let me blow your mind yeah. over and over and over again. I love that. Like, yeah. listen to the lyrics. Let me fucking blow your mind. Yeah. Blow your own damn mind. Right. Like, fuck what anybody that. else has to think. Yes. Blow your own fucking mind. Yeah. Because it's like, the it was so defeating and so discouraging to me to hear so many people be like, whether it was 75 hard or I've done dry January before, mm-hmm. whole 30, mm-hmm. any of those things where it's like you have to make a commitment and like you, you're yeah restraining yourself on some things, but like you can do it. Right. You make a plan and you execute the plan. Right. Like, and that's the biggest part is, you know, making a plan and having people around you that support you because if you, if you don't, you know, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Yeah. And just making sure that you're surrounding yourself in mm-hmm. general with people that really lift you up instead of drag you down and mm-hmm. there's that saying you know like who are the five people you spend the most amount of time with like you are the sum of those five people correct yeah and that's so true so true 100 percent. So true i come back to that time and time again you know year after year to see like okay who's in my circle mm-hmm. and are these people lifting me up or not and mm-hmm. who gets my energy yeah are they energy vampires or are not? they ice are they a fountain or are they a drink correct Correct. Do they help you? Do they help? Um, excuse me, Sasha. No. Sasha, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, little girl. <laughs> She's our, like, co-pilot. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? Okay. Hmm. Um, no, but yeah, are you a fountain or are you a drain? And I also, I was looking, I'm obsessed with Sarah Blakely and Jesse Itzler. Oh, yeah. Like, love them as a couple, love mm-hmm. them individually. Yeah. Sarah was actually, like, one of the first podcasts I listened to was her on NPR's How I Built This, which then spiraled mm-hmm. into now here we are kind right. of doing, trying to do similar things. But, um, and now Jesse, her husband, he runs a company called All Day Running Company yeah. and they just did their ride across America. They oh, rode yeah, from San that. Diego to Florida. Mm-hmm. So I love them so much, but he just put something up recently where someone asked him like, you guys are both entrepreneurs. Like, how do you balance everything? And they're like, we literally don't. Right. Like when we go, he's like, when I'm going into something where like when I was going to be training for an Ultraman or doing this 5,000 mm-hmm. or right across America, he, they sit down and he's like, all right, I'm about to go out of balance. Like if a, if a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is, is like 50, 50 and it adds up to a hundred, he's got to drop down to 20 and right. that other person's got to help pick it up. Right. And like that, that was, I had to have a conversation with Paul when I was going to run Boston. I was like, listen, this is going to be really fucking hard for me, obviously physically, but more so mentally Mm -hmm. like there's going to be days where I'm like I just really don't want to go for the run and I'm like I need you to be that 
mental emotional support you can't go on these runs for me but i need you to help keep me honest and keep me in that routine and like you need the people around you to help you do that and i remember you like even 75 hard text me like you said day 50 whatever it was you're like what the fuck man like this is i'm like i've done it like so (laughs) i'm so far in i know you can't stop now (laughs) right and that's why i said i was like you are totally valid in how you feel your body's exhausted but like you're so close, you can't give up now. You were like, go. You were like, put your sneakers on and just go for a walk yeah, outside. Just put your shoes on. And I did that, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm good now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm back. The the funniest part and like the hardest part for me was the progress picture. Yeah. And just remembering to take that every day. Yeah. Because that's like I, people joke. You know, when I've done health and fitness coaching before, I'm always like with my clients, I'm like, send me a sweaty selfie. Mm-hmm. So I was always the queen of that. <laughs> and I, but I have been in a place where I just am not happy with what I look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I don't want to fucking take a picture of myself every day. Yeah. But now I'm like posting them all over the place because I'm just so proud of, yeah. you know, just having the wherewithal to take that photo every day. Yep. And just seeing the results, whether they were physical, emotional, mental, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just been amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think going into it, I didn't have any expectations of like, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. Good. Because that shit fucks with my head. Yep. And I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to be in that place where it's like a certain weight is going to be, make me happy. Right. Because it never will. For sure. Right. It's more of like, I want to look in the mirror and be like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Yep. Like you're strong, you're powerful, mm-hmm. you're a good human, mm-hmm. you know, you have wonderful people around you. And yeah. that's more important to me than like the size pants I wear or Absolutely. what I, you know, what I look like mm-hmm. physically. But um, that and, was hard for me. And that applies to so much of like, whether it's like if you want to like run a 5k people are like well i really want to run it in like less than half yeah, an like, hour fuck off like, just run the cares? fucking 5k just go do it right like, are you gonna like get sponsored by nike like no, no right so and it's like and that was one thing i learned through both 75 hard and marathon training was it's literally not about the end game it's not even about that like you it is cool to say like yeah i did mm-hmm. 75 hard but it's the journey. what's even cooler yeah. now is the appreciation that you have for your body mm-hmm. and like the confidence that you have in the fact that every single day think you made however many of those check boxes are right there are those were promises you made to yourself every right. day and you didn't fucking break those promises for, sure. for 75 days i know that's fucking that's shit. huge it's crazy and then when you didn't do it you get that scary man <laughs> that pops up. and I, I told you the other day i was like the only time i didn't do it <laughs> was so for context, the 75 Heart has this app yeah. and it keeps you on track and it's also, you know, you can post your your daily checkbox on Instagram so mm-hmm. that people know or you know mm-hmm. what um, day you're on. And one day, it was like day 20, <laughs> I fell, a, I fucking fell asleep at nine o'clock yeah. because I was exhausted <laughs> because I've been doing this for three weeks. Right, right. And so the next morning, I like opened the app to like check off that I did a workout and Andy Frisella, who's the, the founder of 75 Hard, he's like looking you dead in the <laughs> eye and he's like, did you actually do it? Or and yeah. I was like, yeah, Dick, like I did it. I just fucking fell asleep. Right. Well, because then also we didn't even say this at the beginning either. 75 Hard is 75 days of oh, yeah. two workouts every single day. Both are 45 minutes. One has to be outdoors. One has to be indoors. Mm-hmm. You have to drink a gallon of water. Yeah. You have to read 10 pages of a book, right. which technically like audiobooks and stuff don't necessarily count. You're supposed to physically read, read. a book. Yep. Then you also have to take the progress picture every day. Yeah. 
you have to no alcohol no alcohol and you have to follow, follow a diet a diet which could be anything i knew i couldn't like restrict myself during Correct. marathon training so i basically counted macros yeah mine it. was dinner what i call dinner undone which mm. means like i had my dinner and then i wasn't like snacking oh that's good yeah i like that that one is really really helpful for me i need to start doing that <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah i am the queen but that's why like seven dinners <laughs> well or, that's why like i just put myself to bed like i'm like nine o'clock <laughs> like i gotta go to baby. sleep because i just want to eat like i just am a grazer like i like to snack like i'm not like a let's sit down and have a full meal type of girl yeah, like yeah. even if i go out to dinner i'm like let's have an appetizer and like let's sit for two hours yes yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like i think it's maybe the italian in me <laughs> where dinner was always like seven hours long well it's it's actually also better for your body yeah because you're digesting i think who wrote the book shalane flanagan i think run oh, fast yeah. eat slow yeah run fast eat slow mm -hmm. yeah that's true it's very good for your body yeah so that those are the things that are involved to 75 hard and if you if you miss any one of those things you're supposed to start over yeah so it's like you know, <sighs> I can't imagine. I was like, I just did the 75. I I was like, we're not, we're not starting over. I'm like, if I start this over, like what the, like I'll be doing this till I die. <laughs> like, right. like if I could just be like, oh, I'm on day 30. Yeah. I'll just wake up tomorrow and not like go for a walk outside. Like, well, no. Like, no. no. The one of the, I did actually um, drive home to my mom in New York mm -hmm. two weekends during that time. And what I wound up doing was yoga in my mom's living room which was hilarious because she can't control herself she has comments <laughs> for everything and then i would by the time i got home i would like either go for a walk in mm. the dark mm. or or get on like i have a peloton at home mm. so that was a little bit scary because i was like traveling right um but any other time i had to travel i made sure like i got up past crack early and worked out before that I, and then you can go for a walk outside anywhere. Yeah, right. So thank you, Sasha. You all right over there, chick? Mm, she's okay. <laughs> but like the other thing too is I loved the days where I was like I was able to check all the boxes mm -hmm. by like 3 p.m. Yeah, same. Oh, so those good. are the best days where you weren't like there were days literally where it was like 10 o'clock and I'm like trying not to fall asleep and I'm trying to finish reading my 10 pages yeah. of my book and I'm so tired. Yeah. But the other days where it was like fuck yeah I'm done by like for three. Sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. For Even sure. the water. The water. So is, good. But... And I have to say I. I started to document my journey on TikTok. Mm. So I did like a vlog every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually have to finish a couple <laughs> of the days because I just got so it was like it's overwhelming at towards the end. Yeah. You're already enough to commit to during that sure, journey. <laughs> for sure. But I, I really wanted to see like what it was. And I found a really fun 75 hard community oh, on TikTok. And I started following this other content creator and he would you know dm me to cheer me on and be like what day are you on and mm -hmm. he finished probably like 15 days ahead of me mm -hmm. but it was so cool to see like what he was doing for his workout you know yep. like he was always walking his dog or the books that he was reading yep. and how he was getting his water in and what he was eating and yeah. it, it was just fun you I know it's that. like it's i'm i'm nosy people I'm so... call it curious but i'm fucking nosy <laughs> i am the nosiest yeah. yes um i can relate so i just was curious like how how are other people doing this like what does it look like yeah and how can you make it really sustainable? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because you don't if you don't know what the options are, then you the same exact thing that you said. You were like two workouts. I'm like Julie, think about it. You could you go for a walk. And you, yeah, yeah. So and then like you were saying too about the progress pictures. I was going to comment on that because 
that was something that was really hard for me coming from a place of I wouldn't necessarily say I have full blown body dysmorphia. No, I definitely but do. like yeah. I think everybody does to a degree. Do. Yeah. But I also went to college with a handful of girls who like had full blown eating disorders mm. and like I don't have a scale in this house right. because I don't want to know what the right. number is because I spiral. Right. I also don't have a full length mirror in my house, which is like some people are like, What? Yeah. I like I have this one, I have one in my bathroom, I have like the one that I have one that's like very horizontal. So like I can kind of see my full body. You also now you can take a picture if you really needed to. Yeah. Right. Like if you needed to. For me, I'm like, oh, what do my shoes look like? with? My no, mouth? right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But like so when I had to do the progress pictures every day, some of them were literally just like selfies of me that's laying on my I couch. That's what I did. I did that too. Or like it was a very if, – if I spent too much time on mm -hmm. it, I was like, nope, we're going down a bad place. Mine was the same and, you know, 99% of them were mirror pictures at the gym. Mm-hmm. The other ones were like mirror pictures in my roommate's bedroom, actually, because she has a great full length mirror. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it was I was on the couch or already in bed and I was like, oh, shit, I have to take this picture. Mm -hmm. And it was just like whatever me with my tongue out or yeah. something ridiculous. But there was a picture that I took. So my mom and I went to a show. Uh, we went to see six. Oh, yes. I saw six, too. So we saw so good. that show. I took a selfie with her and that was the week before I started 75 hard. And then I just... And then I took a selfie after I finished 75 mm -hmm. hard. So it's not even, you can't even see my body, but my face, face. Yep. I was blown away. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like, it's like super thin, but it was just like, you're, I just looked more alive. And you're right. I don't Your know. Coloring looks good. Yep. You just, I wasn't like, I was, I just looked swollen mm -hmm. in the first one. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. That was, that was a crazy thing to see side by side, my face within just three months of each other. Yeah crazy the pic pictures don't lie and i think right. like that's really a really good indicator of like where you are mm -hmm. mentally yes. and emotionally and i but i will there is a, a time and a place for absolutely for full body mm -hmm. progress pictures because you're gonna think you're not making progress but you, you are but you right. absolutely for are sure like a you're gonna notice it in how your clothes are fitting but b like you, you're just gonna be able to see it better you mm -hmm. like if, especially if you do have some sort of body dysmorphia, like you're with your eyeballs looking in a mirror, you're never going to be able to see, see it. it. I agree. But if you're wearing like, the, even if you're just like wearing the same outfit and you take a picture mm -hmm. side by side, like I now have been going back and looking at my 75 hard pictures and I'm like, I need to wear that outfit again because I want to see what I look like now right. versus when I took that picture. Because right. um, not that I've, I haven't continued everything that I was doing in 75 hard, but I really do try to make sure that I'm at least moving my body once the, a day. And the water. The water. Yeah. My, yeah. Our giant jugs that we I have know. here with us. <laughs> yeah. The water is, and I've, I've always been really good about water. So it wasn't like super difficult. Right. But it, it makes such a difference. In so many things. Like it helps your brain. Mm -hmm. Like, but it also helps you. Like if you are someone, I'm someone who I graze and I snack mm -hmm. all the time. But every time I'm doing that, I'm like, Am I actually hungry? Right. Could I chug some water right now and right. see how I feel? Right. And a lot of times that water will hold me over until I'm like, okay, now it's time to actually eat a real meal right. with just like For sustenance, sure. food, good, For good sure. food, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I eat more of my sandwich? I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think absolutely everybody should try a whole 30. I agree. Like, at least just try it once mm -hmm. in your life. Because it, it makes you also learn. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like, about punishing yourself. Yeah, and I think people, some people are like, oh, I have a problem with it because it, it causes restrictive eating. Mm. And I think, like, I I don't agree with that at I all. I don't either. And, uh, but I understand where people are coming from because mm -hmm. it's like you've had this punishment mindset mm -hmm. in regards to food and what you need to eat. Mm -hmm. 
your entire life, right. whether, you know, your parents instilled it in you, whether you were like me and read all, Seventeen magazine yep. and were fed the bullshit culture mm-hmm. of, you know, the diet culture. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's ingrained in you, right? Yeah. And Whole30 was created basically to figure out what's it, you know, what's causing your body to be inflamed mm. and taking that stuff out. So, yeah. you know, they, they figured out what are all these inflammatory foods? what's bothering your body what can your body do better without and for me (laughs) the first time i did it i was like oh um i'm probably lactose intolerant right Mm -hmm. and i think we're all kind of lactose intolerant in some forms Mm -hmm. and so now i like pick and choose what dairy i actually want Mm -hmm. and that's something i learned about myself right i said oh i'm a i'm a snacker Mm. And the whole, like, am I actually hungry or is it just, like, do I need, do I have, like, a mouth fixation with chewing? Like, Mm -hmm. I learned that about myself. Yeah. And a lot of it, I think people are afraid to kind of be alone with their thoughts on all of that stuff because that shit can be really scary. Mm -hmm. But I keep a diary for everything. I love that. And I have to Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'll just go through life and be like, what did I think? (laughs) Like, what actually happened (laughs) today? And what did I learn? And when I do the Whole30, I keep a journal of, okay, what happened today? What did I eat today that was fun? Mm -hmm. Um, What did I try that was new? What was hard? Mm -hmm. What felt hard? Mm -hmm. And like, what what do we think about tomorrow? Yeah. And I do. I think people have, can kind of have a misconception of it because, like I said, they've just been fed this bullshit culture of Mm -hmm. like what restrictive eating actually is. Right. When it's not. Right. Um. Like you go to the store and something is fat free. It's filled with 700 <laughs> other cons- preservatives that are making it not fat free. Correct. Right. Um, so I think it's like, it's really like retooling your brain to figure out what, what works best to fuel you and what, um, like what makes you move better or feel better. Yeah. And I'm on that journey now where I'm like, okay, I'm doing all of this hard physical work. Like, mm-hmm. what is going to fuel me best so I can wake up the next morning feeling really great? Mm-hmm. And so we're getting there. Well, and that, that was, and I know I said before, like, your body's a machine. Our bodies are machines. Mm-hmm. And literally what we put into our body is the fuel. For sure. So if you think about, like, driving a car, if you put in shitty gas, it's going to run like shit. Right. So, like, there's a lot to be said for that. And a lot of people are just like, Ugh, I don't know, I'm just, like, tired all the time. And I just don't feel like, it's like, what are you taking in right what's missing and like right i even try to be super conscious of what i'm putting in and i know i'm not eating enough veggies right. and enough For whatever sure. and so yeah i don't know and i i definitely don't eat enough protein mm. that was something that i was like learning during 75 hard was okay you're not fueling yourself the right way because mm-hmm. you're not recovering like mm. in the first few days um so that was super interesting well 70 75 hard you're you're firing on all cylinders so you have to figure out what your body needs mm-hmm. in order to sustain it right because if you're just eating shit you're not gonna you're gonna feel like shit you're no. putting your body through too much work and like after probably after 30 days i or yeah maybe between day like 25 and 30 i started tracking just food like mm. i didn't care about like but i started tracking what i was eating and i definitely was under eating mm. and i work with a personal trainer and he was like yeah like you could probably go up mm. in your protein and in some carbs and i was like say fucking less yeah (laughs) Um, literally yeah so i started to and it's funny because people like like me and even meg will tell you like we have degrees in this shit right and we just don't take care of ourselves right because we're taking care of everybody else Mm -hmm. or you know we 
we just put it to the wayside and mm -hmm. so i was like oh yeah my my like brain started firing back to like what i actually know and right. i'm like yeah i should probably be like front loading this yeah. and taking this supplement and doing all this other stuff yeah. and i haven't lifted this heavy in years maybe ever and mm -hmm. it's because i'm actually like treating my body like in a in a good way Hell so yeah. yeah love it and i'm like sleeping better yes yeah. Tell me about your sleep routine because I know you have good sleep oh hygiene. My God, yes. <laughs> sleep, sleep, sleep hygiene, hygiene is a thing. Yeah. And I so, didn't learn this until recently. Well, people are like, my morning routine, my morning routine. I I'm know. like, okay, you need a nighttime routine. Mm -hmm. So I, I um, went through a phase where I did not sleep with my phone in my room mm -hmm. because I could not be trusted to not. <laughs> I've had these phases. Yeah, yeah. To not pick it up and scroll or, you know, be like it, have it be the first thing i look at in the morning and can i say about this because i don't think people realize when we're scrolling and swiping on our phone and all of this those are mini dopamine hits oh yeah and the less hard your body needs to work for a dopamine hit the lower your, your overall dopamine yeah, levels yeah, yeah, get yeah. so if you're constantly scrolling and swiping and you're getting these little hits of dopamine and you didn't have to work for mm -hmm. it you're you're yeah. basically making yourself depressed for sure which is like a really scary thought to have so if you're limiting that mm -hmm. it's the same th it's like literally a drug it's like you're taking a little hit you're taking a little hit you're taking a little hit for sure if you're you need to build up your tolerance so that like and what i mean by you're not working for it is like it's the same thing of like if you go out and get fast food versus if you're making your own dinner right making your own dinner is not only i mean i'm sure you're even if you made the same fucking meal if you right. made yourself a big mac right you making that meal you're working for it and therefore your body is biologically and chemically going for to sure. like appreciate it more right. and it's the same thing if you're like grow your own food if yeah. you're like foraging like stuff yes. like that which like, i'm not saying everybody needs to do but i'm just saying for that concept and for everybody to understand like i've seen a lot of people posting about taking social media breaks deleting apps putting their phone in other rooms like do that shit mm -hmm. because like us constantly online all the time like Sometimes it makes me sad, like, if I go on Instagram and I see everybody's got those little green dots, I'm like, you've had this green dot every time I've come and checked on Instagram. Right. Put the phone down. Right. But me, too. Right. I need to put the fucking phone down. For sure. So, yeah, go back to For sure. morning routine versus Yeah, so I routine. started really paying attention to what my, what my, like, 90 minutes before bedtime. Mm. And when I say bedtime, meaning, like, when you want to be asleep. When I want to be asleep. Okay. So I charge my phone in the living room. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the same fucking alarm clock since freshman year of college it works great i keep Is it on the, an, eh, eh. Yep, no i keep it on the other side of my room and it wakes me up in the morning you have to get up correct mm -hmm. so i don't want to hear i use my phone as an alarm i will amazon prime you a fucking alarm clock <laughs> <laughs> so sleep without your phone in your room um i you know brush my teeth wash my face get i am obsessed with pajamas oh yeah yeah for some good pajamas. same yeah. and it feels like a, you're on like this luxurious trip yeah every time right and i love like really great bedding and i have a silk pillowcase mm. so i like and my bed is really com like fucking comfortable yeah so like you always want to get into bed mm -hmm. and i i hate overhead lights just in general so i have a bed like a lamp mm -hmm. obviously no television mm. and i read a book mm. so i make and it, i make sure that it's not like it has to be like a fictional book Okay. Because otherwise, if it's nonfiction, my brain gets like a little too <laughs> like hyped up and I start overthinking things. Yeah. But I basically will read at least 10 to 15 minutes of a book and then I'm pretty much out like a light. 
sometimes I take like a, a supplement that helps me like with magnesium mm-hmm. that'll help me fall asleep or mm-hmm. um, spray some lavender. But otherwise, it's literally like brush your teeth, mm-hmm. triggers your mind to be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's time for bed. I was just going to say all of these things that you're doing, all of these steps are telling your body mm-hmm. that we're winding down. Yep. If you try to like you're sitting on the couch scrolling on your phone, even if it is like brush your teeth, wash your face, mm-hmm. you go to bed like your brain's still like, oh, we're going, we're going. It's like, right. I think of it like a cool down after a workout. For sure. Cool down and stretch. Yep. You got to bring the heart rate back down. Correct. You got to settle down. You yep. can't just go run a mile and then be like, oh, we're done. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. And the biggest thing I would say is consistent wake times and consistent mm. sleep times. Yeah. That is, that's where I struggle mm-hmm. and I have room for improvement, mm-hmm. especially, you know, during baseball season when I'm working or you know, it's sunny outside still at 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And so you have different, you know, but that is, that would be the biggest part of your, you know, active recovery and how you can really, really focus on recovery is having consistent wake and sleep times. Mm. I will say that there were moments on Wednesday nights when Vanderpump was on where I'm like, it's 930 oh and God. I'm like falling asleep watching this. Yeah. So, you know, don't. Vanderpump wreaked havoc on oh, my life because sure. I teach at 6 a.m. on Thursdays. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and then when they were having people on, like, watch what happens. I know, you want to sit and watch it. Oh yeah. my God, it was so bad. I know. For us, it was really like, okay, this is like a one time thing. Like, normally I watch everything on DVR. Like, yeah. I don't I don't stay up for that stuff. Well, now I'm motivated to watch it the next day because it's on Peacock Uncensored. Correct. And I'm like, fuck the censored yeah, version. For I'll sure. wait. For sure. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think the biggest impact for me was not sleeping with my phone in my room. Hmm. And, you know, I interviewed Melissa Urban for, um, for, I run the um, Women of Whoop ERG at work. Mm. And so I interviewed her and I asked her, I was like, do you sleep with your phone in your room? Mm. And she said, yes, but because she has trained herself to not set the boundary. But she also said when she feels like her boundaries are being tested, she'll put it back out. Mm. So... That's some self-awareness right there. I mean, fuck. Boundary work. Is, <laughs> we can have a whole nother podcast on just boundary work. Like, yeah. Pr- yes. Yeah. But yeah, but that's really what I strive to do at night. It's making sure you're just ready for bed and making your nighttime rit- ritual like really fun. Mm. And like so that you're like psyched to get into bed. Yeah. I love that. I love my bed. I love <laughs> But my my bed is also like a cloud. I love yeah, it I love so it. much. I love I love sleeping. Yeah, I'm like a ca- I'm like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> if I could sleep like 18 hours a day, I probably would. Who said something to me recently? They're like, oh, but you nap. And I'm like, I love that people know this about me. <laughs> they're like, they're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm this and that. And whatever. I wish I could sleep more at night. And whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know me too. They're like, yeah, but you nap. And I was like, napping. What is, is wrong art. with that? And napping is an art. It's if there's so one thing I've you. learned, it's sleep equity. Yes. You gotta deposit those minutes in the bank. 1, if you don't do it the night before, you gotta carve out time yeah. for a nap. I did that today. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, I'm not a good. I'm a good napper, meaning like I can nap and fall asleep. Mm. But there's a fine line between me napping and me like asleep for the night. Well, I was gonna say. So do you have like a wind down routine for when you nap or no? <laughs> no, I probably should. <laughs> but like, I I really don't. But um, I do have like. It's like 27 minutes is like my sweet spot. And if I go over that, I it's like three hours. Oh my God, accident. I would be a nightmare if it was only 27. Yeah. I'm a I'm a power hour till I die. Power One hour. Hours like, hours great. It's 
but I think my REM cycle, I get like too oh, yeah. far into it and then I can't wake up. I used to be wicked fucking good in college where I could fall asleep for like 12 minutes. A savage. Mm-hmm. I was a savage. It takes me in like college. 12 minutes just to like get into bed and Mm-mm. get comfortable. Or for, if, if it's a sleep, a nap, I mean, like if I'm sleeping for the night, yeah, that's, I need the wind down. But if it's a nap and I'm tired, I literally can just cocoon myself, like bury my face in some pillows, do some quick breath work and knock myself out. Wow, we have to... I think I'm borderline narcoleptic. I think maybe. You might be. <laughs> <laughs> you might be. That's hilarious. I know. I don't know. It's probably a bad thing. I don't know. Could be a good thing. I can sleep on any flight. Sash, you're going to fuck up all these cords here, chick. She Do you want to come sit with me? She just loves us. She okay, loves us. this pot over. Oh, okay. Now it's on the floor. Okay, come on. Could you imagine interviewing come her on. on a podcast? There are some days I swear to God I look at her and I'm like, you're going to just start talking one yeah. day. Yeah. come on. Good girl. Oh, my Lord. She just wants to be your friend. Okay. I think we're okay. But, yeah. No, they're, I'm dead serious. There are some days I look at her and I'm like, I feel like it's going to be like Brian on Family Guy. And she's <laughs> just going to be like. <laughs> Actually, I hate this stupid kibble that you gave me. <laughs> I don't know why she's Australian, but. <laughs> If that even was Australian, I have no idea. I don't know either, but it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's a good puppy. But, all right, what else we got? Your power connector in life. Yeah. You've done 75 hard. You do whole 30. Mm -hmm. What else do we need to know about you, Julie Hirsch? I don't know. (laughs) I just really, I'm going into another, like, chapter of my life where I'm hitting a new decade, Mm. which I was kind of nervous about and I I feel like there's moments where I deny it Mm. and there's moments where I'm like I feel like I'm still in my 20s and I think people sometimes do think I'm in my 20s which is really really funny it's great right I embrace the hell out of that yeah for fuck sure (laughs) um but you don't I'm going into this next decade with life is really short Mm -hmm. and I think we've lived through weird fucking times the past three to four years <laughs> yep. and you just don't know like tomorrow is like never promised right, right? and i know that that is so cliche and sometimes i'm like I know. people say that <laughs> but it's so true yeah you know it's like i i wake up and my mom is 70 and i'm like how many more years do i have with her mm-hmm. and i really want to make every day count mm-hmm. and i just i want to really live my life that way mm-hmm. and I don't want to settle for less anymore. I love that. So if that means like always saying yes or making sure I'm saying no, mm-hmm. I'm going to live like every day and not really worry about the future. Oh, yeah. Because I spent so much fucking time worrying about the future. Yeah. And it got me to a place where I just wasn't happy with what the future looked like. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to live that way anymore. No. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. That's good. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. And I think everybody should, like, to your point, I mean, you don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. You could be taken out by a fucking bus, Caddy Heron style or yeah. Regina George style. <laughs> Regina George. Oh, <laughs> Any moment. Regina George. I mean, she lived to see the next day. But In the movie. Know. It was a movie. Right. If, she, if that was real, there'd be no She'd fucking She'd be toast. Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that, actually, a lot. Dude, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this this movie magic. <laughs> you're in the shower. You're like, there's no fucking way Regina Ed, George just survived yeah, that bus. At least, at least <laughs> once a month, 
at least once, once a, a month, month i think about regina george well because like mean girls is you can reference that like every day oh my god yeah you know i, I think i do yeah so With, even without thinking like, right exactly 100%. exactly like stop trying to make such a thing <laughs> i said it to someone last week at revved who they come to higher ground and they were like i was like oh my god hey so and so and they looked at me and i go i know it's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs <laughs> oh <laughs> jesus <laughs> alexa stop what the fuck we've triggered everything <laughs> literally i was just like I right know. i always make it that is so I know, you can you could just make you a reference to. for it for everything oh my god but yeah i I just really want to live every day. Yeah. And I want to make sure that my cup is always full. Mm -hmm. And I want to surround myself with people who really lift me up and mm. make me laugh. Yep. And I want to go to bed every night being so exhausted because <laughs> I've, like, really lived the shit out of the day. Yes. So. I love living the shit out of every day. Live the shit out of your day. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a fucking t-shirt. Do it. We could do that. Yeah, we can sell them. We could. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I know. Well, now you had me thinking about the Project Polly thing because I'm like, I was thinking about doing merch for the podcast. Mm. Just like, I don't know. I've always loved, I mean, my full-time job. designing. I'm a print, I work in print design. Right. So it's like, it's always been something that I've loved to kind of dabble in, but I would love to start either, and I was actually teaching too. I've been doing Feel Good Fridays mm. where I'm picking a different charity to donate my pay to. So I would love to start doing like sports bras for a cause like yeah. where we pick a different it, whether it's a different one every month or if it's like a different design for like kind of how um like tiny words or little yeah, words for project sure. does. little words yeah um i love stuff like that me too thanks for that idea oh my gosh of course thanks for project poly maybe yeah. we could collabo with them too yeah like they're great um, but i do think like and i posted something recently i and I mean, like everybody, I feel like does this, whether it's New Year's or your birthday or whatever, you put up a reel of mm -hmm. like the year in review. And I made my one from I just turned 32 from one from 31 to 32. I like made it and I was sitting here crying. Yeah. And Paul was like, what's wrong? I was like, I just don't know how the fuck I'm going to top this past year. Like, I don't know what the I was like, what the fuck did I just do? I'm like, I and I like forgot yeah. that I did all those things. But it was also a very, like, redeeming moment for me because I've had so many dark chapters of my mm. life where I'm like, what the fuck did I even do this year? Right. And I think the last thing I want is to, there's the saying that's like, don't live the same year 75 times over yeah, and call it a life. for sure. You, like, you gotta find things that, like, excite you when mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning. And, like nobody's gonna love their job right so like you gotta get over the whole like i hate my job everybody fucking hates right. their job i hate to be the person right. that there's work is like <laughs> right there's parts of every job that you're gonna hate and right. parts that you like really should like right, right? and like and for me like i my full-time job i love like would i love to work for just myself sure 1, but i actually also still love like seeing my designers and what they come up with right. and like their whole process and i think it's like really fucking cool so it's like yeah for the suckiest things that do happen for my job like if whether you're like a nurse i'm sure mm -hmm. like nine times out of ten there are patients that are just your fucking pain right. in your balls right but how fucking cool is it when you do have that one patient that is like truly appreciative of what you're doing or like ends up sending in cards or flowers right. or whatever after the fact for like thanks for saving my life right like and i think it's it's easy for us to get so in the weeds on the shitty parts of our day-to-day like waking up every day and really making a concerted effort mm -hmm. to just appreciate that just appreciate right like hey you woke up today right there are people that aren't gonna that don't and there are people that or they did wake up today and they might not go to sleep tonight right. they might go to sleep forever right. like and that's really it's scary 
and I feel like I've been in a, a weird spot where I've been very comfortable with death for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like I tell everybody I was brought up talking to dead people because mm-hmm. I was born one less grandparent. I was right. named after her. So I literally talked to Grace right. since I was little. Right. It's been a very comfortable, but it's so it sucks that like when people don't have, if they've never lost someone close to them, like they don't really have that right. wherewithal. So I think if there's like, I mean, one main objective of this whole podcast, it's like figure out what the fuck lights you up. Right. Because if you don't, you're just moseying through the fog and right. like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think it could be what what lights you up could look different, mm-hmm. but there's an underlying theme to it. Yes. Right? And, yep. and that's why, you know, we started this podcast by saying I'm a power connector mm-hmm. and that's the shit that lights me up. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing something like that every day or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working towards that every day, like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. And I actually had a nice reminder from Mooch this morning. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her and she was like, because we were talking about the previous company that I worked for is getting lit up on social media, which is crazy. And like, there was a part of me that was like, it was a weird, again, duality exists always. Mm -hmm. There's this weird part of me that still feels like, Ooh, that was really salty in my wound and really reminded me and triggered me of Mm -hmm. all the shit that I went through there. But at the same time, I would not be the person I am right now. I wouldn't know the healing that I've found. I wouldn't know the peace that I've found if I didn't have that. So she reminded me, she was like, you and because I said like what's coming to light is that like a lot of the people who spoke up about the shit that was going wrong mm-hmm. there were the ones that got canned right and no, not fired but we a girl group of us got mm-hmm. laid off and apparently that was happening at a lot of the sister companies too and so she was like how fucking cool is it that you got let go for using your voice mm-hmm. and now you're doing shit like this, this. being having a podcast mm-hmm. being a fitness instructor literally using your voice to help motivate people yeah. and help push them forward and i was like holy shit it's amazing <laughs> like 1000 percent. So, but even right now i would have never i'm doing it and mm-hmm. i didn't register that in my brain right. so like you might be doing things in your day-to-day that you don't even realize are lighting you up and that you're supposed to be doing but like having these moments where you can take a pause and reflect and right. like feel it in your body like right. i don't know yeah. maybe your work sucks right now but it's pre-planting seeds some aspects of it are pre-planting seeds for you to do way down the line absolutely and once you come to peace with that i think your life will once you come to peace with it doors will open up Mm -hmm. and you'll be on you'll be like back on the right path Mm -hmm. so and even if they don't you'll find a fucking window yeah fuck that like you said nikki jump jump out of the window no not jump (laughs) out of the window jesus No, I know what you mean. What if I fall? Oh, my (laughs) darling. What if you fly? (laughs) No, I meant like open the window. Like there's always an escape. (laughs) I just hope people aren't taking it the other way. (laughs) I wish you could see Melissa's face right now. She's like purple purple from laughing so hard. Because that was just great. Like the door closes in your face. You're like, well, this is it. oh my god so fucked up i know (laughs) see that's where my brain goes so bad (laughs) god no in the most positive way there's a window you can crawl out of and there will be nice soft green grass right there for you to step onto (laughs) (laughs) like the greens at fenway yes so spongy was that what jimmy fallon said is it spongier than I thought when he was on fever spongier than I spongier thought. than I thought? <laughs> How weird too! I just thought of this on Fever Pitch. The kid who's like, "You love the socks, but have they ever loved you back?" I never seen that movie. 
I know. Are, are you kidding? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we have to have a date night. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Can they play it at Fenway? When, they are they going to do movie nights? We've done that. And you didn't go? Or yeah. were you working and you were just couldn't pay attention? Um, I don't think I was there. I'm sure that they'll do a community movie night. We do it every year. I know. We actually, one of Paul and I's, like, not first dates, first handful of dates was going to see Ferris Bueller at Fenway. Ooh, I was there. I was there for their first date. How handful weird. Handful of dates. Yeah. <laughs> handful of dates. <laughs> actually, and I also, oh, Fenway has a, a nice um, part of our relationship. Because a month into us also dating different, we went to the movie night, but then we also went to a Red Sox game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were, the game was over. We were leaving. And this was when we were still in like that gray area of yeah. like, we've are been we seeing, dating. Or, yeah. yeah. He goes, do you want to go to baseball tavern? I go, are you my boyfriend? <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, are you my boyfriend? He's like, I, I guess so. And I was like, all right, let's go to baseball tavern. <laughs> Again, pour one out for baseball tavern. Also gone. I know. Christ. That's a really hard loss for me because I spent a ton of time at baseball tavern. Yeah. Yeah. Sticky floors and all. Yeah. I yeah. loved that roof deck. Me too. Oh, even the basement. The basement was the best. Oh, I had many of mean dance party in yep. the basement. Same. Oh, like after a game, we would always go there. God. I know. That place is like, I, that whole area is like unrecognizable now. 1,000%. Like what happened? Yeah, I tell people that all the time too. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the fever pitch thing though. That yeah. kid I made out with his brother in college. Really? Mm-hmm. And that was his like party fun fact. That he, he. That his he, little brother was, was in fever, fever pitch. pitch. I'm like. Okay. That's if that's it. That's his fun fact, Melissa. <laughs> I know this is why he stuck to it just to make out. <laughs> <laughs> Threw him out at second base. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. Good. But yeah, I don't know why that's just. Oh, the spongy grass. That's why it reminded me. Yeah, fever pitches. I haven't seen it. We'll fix that. But anyway, so I don't know. This Anything... was fun. I'm so glad you were yeah. on. No, this was really fun. I'm, glad I'm very you're proud here. of you. I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud of you. Oh. We could pump each other's tires all day. One thousand percent. That's why you have to have friends like us. Yes, you do. Yeah. And I I remind people of that. I feel like even in in real life too. Like you have to have people that not but not be in a vacuum. Like you can't have people just fucking no blindly blowing sunshine For up sure. your skirt. But you need to like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have people that are like a keeping you a check. Right. Like uh, like I said, or Meg said, you gotta have people that are mm-hmm. willing to critique you right. or. But for the better, they're right. not there to just knock you down and like right. pick you apart. But like they're the people that you surround yourself with are also mm-hmm. the not the mirror. Like if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you can't see what you can't see. Mm-hmm. But like you take a picture, like they see in you what right. you, can't you can't see, see in, in yourself. yourself. For sure. So you need to lean into them and ask them, mm-hmm. like, what do you think? Not and you, again, there's a very fine line of like you don't need to outsource your intuition. And you don't need to find validation in other places other than yourself. You mm-hmm. should feel validated in what you're doing. But if you're feeling stuck and you're, like, not 100% sure of, like, what your next move is or whatever, your friends can help you find either, like, the blind spots mm-hmm. or, like, give you a little bit of insight of, like, well, I thought you really fucking killed it when you right. did this or that or right. whatever. It's so important. Agreed. And I, I'm glad you're one of my Yay. people. Agreed. Ditto. So, all right. What do you want to leave us with? How, where can people find you? And what would you... Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, okay. uh, Julie Hirsch K, mm-hmm. and uh, either that or I'm probably at Fenway Park. If you you're always me. at Fenway Park, <laughs> always at Fenway Park. <laughs> um, but yeah, Instagram's probably the best way. Or I always tell people to connect with me on LinkedIn mm. because I think, again, the, it's such a powerful networking tool. Totally. And um, I'm always happy to chat with people about 
my career path or what I'm working on and finding like helping people find their way is really something that I I am passionate about and I love so yeah and, and it's important and always like laughing and like making fun of myself and stuff like <laughs> that too. you gotta you gotta <laughs> yeah so yeah. but thanks for having me thank you for coming on I love this just convos with Melissa armchair expert yes <laughs> how I built this meets <laughs> Lala's whatever podcast give him Lala podcast yeah. Lala can maybe she can be on maybe I'll just DM her create your own luck yeah jesse it's our one-on-one yes <laughs> well with that the signature witch thanks for tuning in bye this episode was created and produced by me melissa dudek with music by lord uncle dave chance the rapper lil wayne and two chains be sure to leave a rating and follow the signature witch podcast on whatever your preferred platform is and be sure to tag me on instagram when you listen my handle is at Wadman Dudek, which is W-A-D-M-A-N, dude with a K. I'm Melissa Dudek. Thanks for listening to Signature Witch.